Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Lisa Newell is the publisher of the Gulf Breeze News. She always joins us to preview the paper. Hey, Lisa, welcome back. Packed issue today. Oh, my gosh. So much in this issue. I mean, I can't even go over it all today on the radio. But I would want to start with, uh, if you're wondering what's going on with the traffic in Gulf Breeze, uh, that is something that is going to be going on for a couple more weeks. But the reason is... The city is going to take all of those big, ugly power poles and all of those wires that we're so used to seeing, and they're going to take all those down because they're installing underground utilities and new decorative light fixtures that are going to make the city look so much better. Oh, that's that's a hallelujah you know thing to come. I mean, so that's fantastic, and I'm sure you know driving around right. and wondering what's going on. Put up with a little bit of pain to get that end result, right? Should be finished before spring break, so oh, that's good. important. Okay, very good. Uh, we've got some resolution with the school district and the union negotiations, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, there's two unions in Santa Rosa County, and they have been really hammering each other, trying to you know get the best deal. It looks like one of the uh, districts, uh, one of the unions, has settled for what is going to be on average a 3.8 percent pay increase for the teachers. So that's good news. Uh, we know the teachers deserve way more than that, but we also know that there's a budget. You have to do what you have to do. So we're working on that. Um, how do you, I want to also mention that um, probably you've talked about this many times, but the uh, county has approved a measure to install fuel tanks, underwater fuel tank or underground fuel tanks in the well fill protection area, which is where we get our drinking water for all of the south end of Santa Rosa County. And uh, unfortunately, um, it was voted on by three people, one of them including our district our representative for District 5, uh, Colton Wright. And he, we have a long story in here talking about what his justification for that is. And, um, you know, while it does make sense to what he says, it is a well-filled protection area. Why even have a well-filled protection area if you're not going to protect the well-filled? So that's a, a very... Um, controversial issue at this point yeah i remember following this really closely the last time it came up and i haven't paid as much attention to it this time around my my general impression was that uh, a lot of the justification for it had to do with the modern technology that makes it so that these underground storage tanks for fuel are far safer and therefore not a threat to the well-filled protection area today maybe like they would have been back in the day but um, is it more than just that, or am I kind of on the right track with the, the response? You're on the right track, yes. Okay. You're on the right track, but I still say, well, okay, it is still a well-filled protection area. If we're just going to say, well, you know, this doesn't matter because these fuel tanks are safer, then we should just say we don't have a well-filled protection area, you know, if that's the case. So he lays out a lot of other threats that could also impact that well-filled protection area such as the train, and if there was a train train wreck or whatever, right. mm-hmm. lots of different things that could happen, you know, in that, and they could also poison the wells. But that's the only drinking source we have for all of South, uh, South Santa Rosa County. So I say more protection is better, but he does have some good points. So we'll have to read it and decide for yourself. We finally, uh, we have a football coach, right? We have a football coach, and it has <laughs> been a while. 
this was one of the ones they originally did watch, and he is from Louisiana. His name is Jim Stomps. He's been coaching for several decades. He does have a um, hoss of a, of a player who's a quarterback who's going to be moving here as well. And so that's always a good thing. And uh, so anyway, he's taking over um, right away. They're trying to get spring training going, I'm sure, and, uh, you know, trying to be uh, introduce himself to the community. He seems like he's extremely glad to be here. So we're looking forward to meeting him and getting to know him better. You, you guys also have a good story about, uh, I mean, American Magic, we all think about this as sort of the economic opportunity and maybe the races, but it means we're going to see something cool a lot, right? That's right. And, you know, with Gulf Breeze being so water, uh, surrounded by water, right. we are going to be seeing American Magic. That is the America's Cup Challenger uh, that's going to be in our in our bays and our sound. And, you know, we're going to be able to see that a lot. All of the boating community and people who live on the peninsula they are going to be seeing that, and that is exci- so exciting to be able to see something going that fast in that high technology in our waters. So we're excited to know to say that that is going to be a permanent location um, for now. So they've signed a contract, and it's going to be here, and this is going to be their home base. And hopefully they'll come back with a win, but fingers crossed. They say they can't promise it, but uh, we can still hope. You've got all kinds of sports news in the paper. You've got stuff about how birding and migratory patterns are very important and you know, for Gulf Breeze, and the Gulf Breeze is very important for those. Splash is inside, uh, all kinds of stuff. The paper is always chock full of stuff, so pick it up today. The Gulf Breeze News becomes available on Thursdays. Lisa Newell is the publisher. Lisa, as always, thanks for the time and the update. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you soon, and I hope to see you in the breeze. Yes, ma'am. 8.15 on News Radio 92.3. Hey, this is kind of a cool thing that's coming up next. We have an interview with Alex Berenson. He's an author and a former New York Times reporter, and he's going to be speaking as part of the lecture series at UWF and the Downtown Lecture Series, reporting on the new censorship, how to stop the Internet from killing free speech. We'll talk to him in a moment. He is speaking tonight at 6 o'clock at the Museum of Commerce. So more on that in a moment. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Not seeing anything on our roadways. Nothing slowing you down. No accidents reported by FHP. If you see anything, let me know. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay. Mornings before Pep Talk on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster.
Well, it looks like we got our wires crossed just a little bit. I'm actually still waiting on the phone call from Alex Berenson, so we will get him on the line as soon as we can. Again, he is a New York Times author and a reporter, and he's going to be speaking at the Downtown Lecture Series tonight for UWF on the uh, issue of censorship and the Internet and the effect on free speech that it has. We'll get him for you here in just a minute. Meanwhile, let's go to David Wayne in the newsroom with our headlines. David? We'll get David here. <laughs> I can't get to anybody this morning. <laughs> hey, David. Hello. What's, what's going on in the newsroom, sir? Oh, I wasn't expecting this for I a know. few we're more still, minutes. We have an interview scheduled, and I, like I said, we're still waiting on him to uh-huh. call in. So well, I, I is... pivoted. I pivot. Well, I I see that you've pivoted. I'll pivot as well. I'll pivot with you, sir. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin will be on Capitol Hill today to face questions over his decision to uh, not tell the president about his recent surgery. Of course, Austin had prostate surgery back in January, didn't tell President Biden or the Pentagon for several days after. Uh, former President Trump has until Friday now to appeal a decision to remove him from Illinois' ballot. The reason for the removal was, of course, the 14th Amendment's so-called insurrectionist ban. Uh, And uh, Illinois joins Colorado and Maine in kicking Trump off of the ballot. That'll be decided by the Supreme Court. Major League Baseball star Shohei Otani now celebrating more than just his record contract with the Dodgers. Uh, The 29-year-old player announced on Instagram that he has gotten married. Uh, In a message, it was written in Japanese, uh, so I'll have to trust their translation. But Otani said, not only have I begun a new chapter in my career with the Dodgers, but I also have begun a new life with someone from my native country. Oh, very cool. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. And joining us now, we have Alex Berenson. He is an author and a former New York Times reporter. He is in town today. He's going to be speaking at the UWF Downtown Lecture Series. And the topic is going to be reporting on the new censorship, how to stop the Internet from killing free speech. Of course, we've been talking a lot about social media today, but this is an ongoing area of concern for us. Uh, Mr. Barrington, Alex, welcome to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So for folks who you know may not be aware, there's this great lecture series that brings in all these interesting speakers and talks about matters of public import. You are the speaker tonight. Um, tell us what to expect if we come, because I'm fascinated by the topic. I can't wait to watch the, uh, the presentation and the discussion. Sure. So... Um uh, as, as you know, as I think everybody knows at this point, uh, social media is, um, uh, social media companies like, like Twitter or Facebook, um, I guess it's now X, but they're hmm. so-called to Twitter are allowed essentially to do whatever they want on their websites and apps. Um, they can ban people, they can strike, uh, they can strike whatever posts they like, they can append notes. Um, and they can do all this without any fear of any legal repercussions. And that's largely due to a federal law that was passed about almost 30 years ago now called Section 2. Uh, well, it's called the Communications Decency Act. The relevant part of it is called Section 230. And Section 230, um, these companies love because it essentially says, on the one hand, they're publishers. They control uh, their sites. Okay, that's fine. But on the other hand, they don't have any... Um, liability for anything anyone posts, okay? Which also kind of makes sense because, you know, there's a trillion posts on Facebook a, a day or whatever it is, and there's no way Facebook can keep track of what somebody's saying about, you know, his ex-girlfriend or what some, <laughs> right. you know, some, somebody's saying about Israel versus Palestine, whatever, whatever it may be, okay? So 
So the companies don't really have the ability to, to track that. And so they, the, the law was sort of written with good intention so that we could have a, you know, a freewheeling Internet and the companies wouldn't be stuck um, uh, getting sued for, for anything anybody said. But the way it has turned out is that the companies convinced courts that, yes, they should have that protection, but they should also be essentially immune from any decisions they made about, let's say, banning people. Right. Um, and so and so in 2021, Twitter banned me. I became a controversial figure um, in 2020 and 2021 because of uh, my views first about the lockdowns, which I live, you know, I'm from New York. I, I live in New York State. Um, New York was pretty heavily locked down. I didn't like that. And I, you know, and I argued against it. And then in 2021, when the mRNA vaccines came out, um, you know, I thought there were some problems with them and their long term uh, viability, which, you know, a lot of which I think has turned out to be the case. Um, you know, we can argue about that, but that's not what this talk is about. And Twitter, um, Twitter at the time had been known. Twitter once called itself the free speech wing of the free speech party. That's how much they were committed to free speech. Right. And Twitter still had some feelings like that in 2020 and actually encouraged me. A, a Twitter executive contacted me in 2020 and actually encouraged me to speak. And so so I, I, I got to have a pretty big audience. I was on Tucker Carlson a lot. I, you know, I, I became known as somebody who was who was speaking out on this stuff in a way that the establishment didn't like. And in 2021, when the vaccines became really controversial, um, Twitter started to come under increasing pressure from the White House itself and actually later from uh, a senior Pfizer official um, uh, about me. And ultimately, Twitter buckled to that pressure and banned me. And, um, and, and that was wrong. OK, they shouldn't have done that. I wasn't doing anything wrong. But even, frankly, if I had been lying, the First Amendment protects people's speech in the United States and, and these companies, they are not public entities. We know that. But they have tremendous power over free speech. They are or over speech in general. They are they are the modern public square. And that comes with some obligations as well as some rights. And so, you know, that's what this talk is all about tonight. I mean, I'm not going to give you the whole lecture. I've already talked for too long to right now, and I appreciate it. But, well, um, I, I can hear but, the passion. I mean, but, obviously, but we're in a very important moment. Yeah, and having gone through it, I can hear the passion in your voice, and rightly so. And as you say, the the, the one thing we a hundred percent agree on is that uh, regardless of the viewpoint, the right to express it in what I agree has become the modern public square, the the place where we all go most frequently to use our First Amendment free speech rights. That's the place where you should be allowed to speak and. I go farther. I side with the Florida law that says not just the right to speak, but the right to be heard, that they shouldn't be impairing other people's ability to see your posts on the feed. Now, I don't think that the person with three followers should get the same reach as the person with a million. But if you've got a million followers and, you know, you know, only 500 of them are actually able to see your post routinely, that's a real problem for inhibition of speech. That's what, of course, that the Supreme Court was arguing on Monday or hearing the arguments on Monday. Uh, you know, and we've been talking about this actually all day, that particular case. So, I'm very looking forward to the conversation tonight and the questions you're likely to get. And uh, so, Alex, what a perfectly timely thing to have happen to come to town today. Again, uh, he is an author and a former New York Times reporter, a, a big advocate of First Amendment principles. Um, Alex, can you hang on for me for just a second? I know I told you it'd be five minutes, but do you have an extra minute? Can you hang on? 
Sure, sure. Okay, sure. Uh, hang on for just a second. Let me get a quick traffic report here uh, from Jake. Go ahead, Jake. Not seeing any problems on our roadways this morning. No accidents reported by FHP. Looking on the Google Maps here, no congestion in our major areas that we usually see this time of morning. Gulf Breeze is looking good. If you're coming out of Cantonment, you're looking good as well. Highway 90 coming out of Milton through Pace. No accidents reported. If you see anything out there, you can always call or text our traffic tip line. That's 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with the Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Back to Alex Berenson, who's speaking tonight at the UWF Lecture Series downtown at the Museum of Commerce on Zaragoza Street. That's going to start at 6 o'clock with the lecture and 5.30 for the reception. Um, and I strongly encourage you to go if you're interested in this stuff, and I think we really all should be. Uh, Alex... I was encouraged by the Supreme Court oral arguments in a couple of ways. It seemed to me like the justices were inclined to support the requirement that a person would be able to be on the platform and also the requirement that people's posts would be able to be kept available on the platform if you go to find them. Where the justices seemed squishy to me was on the question of whether content moderation, feed, algorithm, all of that would mean that they have the right to present or curate your information to other people according to their desires, and in that way, they can't be regulated. But I was also encouraged to hear the justices clearly make the case, as you just did, that the more you lean on free speech protection as a private entity, the more you forfeit the Section 230 protection for the consequences of the things that you curate, right? Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, look, I think it is interesting, right, because... You know, in, in, in my lawsuit against Twitter, we made the argument that these are common carriers, right. like phone companies. And in some ways they are, and in some ways they aren't, right? Because they do have these algorithms that determine that, you know, we're going to essentially push somebody's uh, posts harder for whatever reason. I think there is an easier solution to this than the companies admit, though, which is this. When you sign up for Facebook or, or you know, or X or whatever – you should be given the option of having a very simple feed, which essentially would just be the people you follow presenting in order of time. Okay, hundred uh, percent agree. It. And that and that should be the default. And if you say to them, "Hey, you know what? This is I, I'm getting 83 things from my my uncle Bart every day, and I don't want that. I'm going to let you curate my feed." You should be able to opt into that if you want. The companies don't like that because. Their algorithms are really good at driving engagement, and right. engagement means eyeballs, and eyeballs means money for them. But you know what? If they're going to have this protection, they should give you the option of that, okay? And that, that to me, is a, is a fairly simple answer. Now, people on the left say, oh, well, then there'll be all these Nazis on Twitter. Let me tell you, Twitter is a cesspool as it is. <laughs> it's okay? not the clean place There's to begin with. That's right, yeah. That, that's right. So who, so who really cares if, if you do it this way? then everybody has a choice. I'm going to either get, you know, just a totally uh, true free speech public square, or I'm going to get something that's more curated. And, and that to me seems like a reasonable compromise. So I don't I agree. think that this is impossible. Um, I just, I just think that, you know, the companies have had it both ways now for 20 years and they don't want to go back. Yeah. It's a very minimalist solution to give you the opt in to, as you say, give me the things I follow in time preference period or their algorithm of choice. See, I think if they were smart, I think they would offer, now, of course, they're very smart about making the money, which is why they do it the way they're doing it. But if they were smart from a customer service perspective, they would give you alternatives for how to structure your feed so that you could really cultivate it and give you the things that you want to have. In fact, my thought was I actually thought that, you know, somebody might come along and force folks like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube to force them to um, 
separate, like have a vertical monopolistic separation from their algorithm. And I view a world in which you could have sort of third party vendors coming in and providing algorithms for you. Like you could uh, acquire the conservative news algorithm or the liberal news algorithm or the I'm interested in Germany algorithm and, you know, let your content be curated for you by these third party vendors, which, again, as you say, that's contrary to their whole business model. But I would love to see that kind of a world. Then they'd truly be more like common carriers, and I can guarantee you they, they will fight that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. Um, well, Alex, I, I, I hate to cut you off because we are totally out of time up against the news break at the bottom of the hour. But, again, Alex Berenstein is an author and a former New York Times reporter. He'll be speaking tonight at the Museum of Commerce. No charge. Okay, somebody asked me. There's no charge for this. Uh, reporting on the new censorship, how to stop the Internet from killing free speech. Himself a victim of Internet uh, deplatforming and shadow banning. Uh, and he'll be talking about all that. To Alex, nice to meet you. Welcome to Pensacola. Enjoy yourself while you're here and have a great speech and uh, discussion tonight. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. 8.30 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. We have the frivolous topic coming up in just a moment. Local news with David Wayne right after Fox News. Uh, it'll be interesting. We'll see you in a bit. Fox News, and I'm Chris Foster. Well, the Supreme Court announcing it will hear arguments April 22nd about Donald Trump's presidential immunity against prosecution in a federal election interference case. Fox chief legal correspondent Shannon Bream says win or lose, Trump gets the delay he wanted. Once you get this decision either way from the Supreme Court in June, probably late June, if the former president loses on this immunity issue, he's still going to be able to go back to the trial court where it's on pause now and say, Okay, you pick up where we left off and paused months ago. Now we need months of discovery and pretrial motions. Meantime, a judge in Illinois kicks Trump off the ballot there for trying to overturn the 2020 election. The Supreme Court's already considering that question. The Israeli military says there was a stampede for food aid in Gaza City and soldiers opened fire after being threatened. The Gaza Health Ministry says more than 100 Palestinians were killed. Many more injured. The Israeli military says many of them were trampled. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, it's 831 at News Radio 923. I'm David Wayne. 52 degrees right now. It is mostly cloudy today, a little bit cooler in Pensacola. A Florida-based attorney says a former Escambia County employee likely committed an ethics violation in connection to those text messages that belong to Commissioner Jeff Bergosh. A recommendation was issued last month by Elizabeth Miller from the office of the Florida Attorney General. She reviewed an ethics complaint filed against Jonathan Owens by Commissioner Bergash. Miller recommends that the Florida Commission on Ethics find probable cause that Owens did violate Florida statute in obtaining those messages. The statute she cites states the individual, quote, must have been a public officer or employee, disclosed or used information not available to the public and gained by reason of an official position, and information must have been disclosed or used with an intent to secure gain or benefit for themselves or another person or business. Uh, the commission is expected to hold a hearing on this issue next month. The judge presiding over the legal feud between Escambia County Commissioners and Clerk of Court Pam Childers is expected to have a ruling on that case within the next few weeks. The News Journal reports the testimony wrapped up earlier than expected this week. It was on Tuesday. A uh, motion by Childers' attorneys to dismiss the case was rejected. Much of the testimony on Tuesday was with County Attorney Allison Rogers. Between June 3rd and June 17th, there was an escalation of her unhappiness with, mostly with the rate, mostly with the rate at which the elected official class was 
getting what I would call premiums or contributions under the 401A plan. That was her primary beef. The county sued after Childers started withholding payments to retirement accounts belonging to Commissioners Stephen Barry, Robert Bender, and Lumen May. Scambia school leaders hoping a new initiative will help them tackle some ongoing problems in District 3. They want to fight absenteeism, violence, and poor school grades. Uh, They're hoping mentoring, conflict resolution, and career education with the Carol McIntosh Education Initiative will help. Our students get so much information so fast that sometimes we don't have time to teach them uh, how to handle that information. So there's there's a natural progression, I believe, that every student has that we have to hone in on that national progression, but also we have to be able to build relationships with those students to where you know they, they hear us and then we're going to be directing them in the way they should go. That is District 3 School Board member David Williams. He tells Channel 3 the most important element of the initiative is increasing parental involvement at home. And it looks like poor weather forcing NASA and SpaceX to delay the launch of the new space station crew today. Three NASA astronauts and a Russian cosmonaut were due to uh, blast off today in a uh, Crew Dragon spacecraft called Endeavor. That capsule uh, has now been uh, rescheduled. That launch, rather, has now been rescheduled for Saturday night at the Kennedy Space Center Uh, A NASA official said developing weather patterns did become a concern. The Crew-8 mission calls for them to spend about six months on the International Space Station conducting various experiments. It is 8.35. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives with Jake. This traffic report is brought to you by Fresh from Florida. Popping up on the map here just a few seconds ago, looks like we've got some debris in the roadway in two areas to speak of. This is going to be I-10 eastbound just before the Pensacola Boulevard exit showing some debris in the roadway as you're about to exit there. And also um, further west, we have West Nine Mile Road getting on to I-10 eastbound, uh, showing some debris in the roadway as well there. So just use caution getting through those two areas. Otherwise, around town, we're looking great. I-10 and I-110, we've got those problems there, but uh, no major slowdowns reported yet. Highway 98 east and westbound through Gulf Breeze and Navarre. We're looking good. Coming out of Milton on Highway 90, I don't really see any accidents or any roadblocks to tell you about. Uh, if you see anything else out there slowing us down, let me know. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker. We will see a mostly cloudy day today with temperatures warming near 62 degrees for your high. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 56 degrees. As you go into Friday, showers and thunderstorms likely through the morning and afternoon hours. High near 67 on Friday. Friday night, temperatures dropping near 60 degrees. Some showers possible through the Friday night hours and into your Saturday morning. High on Saturday near 74. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Thank you very much, Brooke. 52 in Pensacola, 52 in Gulf Breeze, 51 in Milton. And your money now this morning. Markets are opening up today. The Dow is up 92.57 at 39.41.59. S&P 500 is up 24.40 at 5,094.16. The NASDAQ is up 134.71 this morning at 1682.44. Our 10-year bond rate uh, up just slightly at 4.25%. Gold prices up 1420, 2056.90 and silver up uh, quarter at twenty two eighty nine this morning. Uh, looks like Bitcoin still on the rise as well. Uh, it is up three thousand three hundred four ninety eight today at sixty three five seventy two oh two. 
and uh, overall just looks like a good uh, good morning for uh, cryptocurrency in general. A New York judge denying Donald Trump's request to pause the enforcement of penalties in the civil fraud case while he appeals that judgment. The president's request to stay the enforcement uh, of the more than $450 million in penalties was rejected yesterday. His legal team had offered to post a $100 million bond while the appeals process plays out. Tesla CEO Elon Musk says the automaker plans to start shipping its Roadster sports car next year. In a series of posts on X, Musk said the design is a collaboration between Tesla and SpaceX. And Anheuser-Busch and the Teamsters Union have now reached a deal to avoid a company-wide strike. Uh, The Brewer and union leaders announced the tentative five-year agreement yesterday. The union says the deal will raise pay significantly while also improving health care and retirement benefits for the workers. 838, your next news at 9, breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. Delicious seafood is what you'll find at David's Catfish House. David's Catfish serves only the best Mississippi catfish, fresh Gulf seafood, and delicious homemade sides. Weekday specials include two times Tuesday, six free shrimp added to the six-piece dinner. Wednesdays offer lunch basket specials and everyone's favorite, Shrimp-tastic Thursday, five bucks off all-you-can-eat shrimp. Serving fresh seafood daily. Visit David's Catfish House on Dogwood Drive in Milton and New Warrington Road in Pensacola. See you at David's. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org. News Radio Pensacola has you covered no matter where you are or how you like to listen. Tune into our frequencies on 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, and AM 1620 for the latest breaking news, local updates, and in-depth analysis. Can't be near a radio? No problem. Stream us live on our website or through our convenient app. Available for download on your mobile device. Plus, with our smart device integration, you can ask your virtual assistant to play News Radio 92.3 and we'll be right there with you. It's News Radio Pensacola. Everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> I admire your deductive processes. Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. Oh, idiot. Food fight! Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. So I made a post on Facebook expressing a sentiment that I was feeling pretty strongly. And uh, now it's got like 50 engagements. (laughs) And here's what I wrote. I hate to say it, but I am gradually giving up on first letter in the sentence capitalization in text and emails. And then I deliberately wrote these sentences in small letters to begin the sentence. Feels like I'm betraying everything Mrs. Marsh and Mrs. Sullivan. That'd be, uh, let's see, Mrs. Marsh, that would have been 7th grade, Mrs. Sullivan, 8th grade. Might have that backwards. And yet I still use punctuation. So periods at the end of the sentences, but I'm not capitalizing the first letters. Also, it gives me the willies. It really does. To even consider some typing something like lowercase i for i. Feel good about all of this. And yes, I feel very dirty about the practices represented in this post. <laughs> I do. It made me feel icky to post it. It's just not good. So my question for you is 437-1620. On the scale, 
I won't say on the spectrum, on the scale of people who really, really, really care about grammar all the time. I mean, you judge yourself and others for it. You Nazi. Uh, <laughs> that I'm pretty much in that category, fellow practitioners. Um, to the other end of the spectrum, which is, ah, the wild, wild west is fine. No big deal. Whatever. Do you find yourself abandoning grammatical rules in favor of, I ain't got time for all that, 437-1620. If so, which one do you abandon the quickest? What's When you're texting or you're maybe emailing or, in my case, a lot of it I discover that it's when I'm typing back to people who text me at the show because I'm on my laptop. That's not on my phone. And I will type back in lowercase. I don't capitalize the beginning of sentences. Why, Andrew, do you not have time to hit the shift key? I clearly have time to hit the shift key. I don't know why I don't do it. I think it's because I'm in my brain. It's like I'm texting on my phone. And, you know, sometimes on your phone, the capitalization is just shift and wait. And did I hit shift too many times? Is it all caps now? So I think it's that like I'm mentally in phone text mode when I'm on the laptop. But I can't really justify any of this. And I still use proper punctuation in text. So uh, 437-1620, is there a grammar, punctuation, spelling rule that you have given up? Do you feel guilty about it? Or do you feel like everybody should always be perfectly proper and double space after the sentences, you heathens? 437-1620. Jake, what's your thought about you this? You heathens. <laughs> I, I I go back over my text two or three times sometimes, and sometimes I'll look up, hey, is this the proper use of a colon or a semicolon? Should I put a comma here? Um, I'm definitely, I'm all over that. Wow. you, you I English was you're, my, you're, I loved you're, it. You're kind of my hero, school. actually. Because yeah. I so many times have typed a text, and I don't know why there's such a compulsion to send it, but it's like a race. How fast can I type send? Oh, what did I put? <laughs> I have to really try hard to remind myself to read the text before I send it. It's not natural. Now, when I'm typing on the computer, I think I'm so much in the self-editing mode all the time that I, I'm more likely to not make mistakes when I'm typing something. And I do consider social media. It's like regular publishing which means edit it multiple times, rethink it. Do I really want to say that? Is that the right tone? I don't want to say something I'm going to really regret later. So I edit that a lot, much more than texting for sure. 437-1620, You know, you can edit your texts on iPhone. You can go back after you've already sent it and edit and then resend. Now, that feels like uh, know. A, you know, fascism or something to me. I don't know. that You shouldn't be able to correct later. Uh, but okay, no, I did Obviously, I'm not buying an iPhone. Um, it's going by the wayside. Somebody says, like, cursive and actual signatures. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Somebody says, it took me a long time to stop writing text as full sentences as if I was writing an email. Somebody says, um, let's see, it shows a pause. What does that mean? I'm not sure what that means. Uh, but okay. I read it the way they wrote it in all caps. Um, I'm a level 10 grammar Nazi in normal writing. I'm a nine when texting and no double spaces. We're not using typewriters. You can't even do double spaces. Like on Facebook, you put two. It takes one It takes one right out. It'll fix your thing that you don't want fixed. I want the double space. Um, Maybe they meant ellipsis. No, no. That no, shows a pause. Oh. Because I use ellipsis all incorrectly time. as to show a pause. I do that all thought. the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's my, this is how I speak. I try to type the same way I speak, which is my recommendation for anybody who's like an aspiring author. I, I recommend you type the way you speak and as much as you can because then you won't have to, but I do it grammatically. 
but the more you write the way you speak, the more authentic your writing will sound. Uh, somebody says, um, I'm particular, but they use the other word. I always capitalize the first letter and I use punctuation. I do not double space after the sentence and I have no problem with it. Somebody says, uh, measure twice, cut once. Yeah. You'd think. I don't know why it's such a... I have to hit send. I don't know why that is. It's weird. It's weird the way we interact with our phones. Uh, Jake's got our traffic on the fives. Jake? All right. This traffic report brought to you by Fresh from Florida. Not really seeing any major delays or accidents reported by FHP at the moment. I did have a couple reports of debris in the roadway. This is going to be I-10 eastbound around mile marker 10. That's Pensacola Boulevard. And also on West Nine Mile Road, before you get on to I-10 east, have some debris in the roadway reported there as well. So uh, just use caution getting through those areas. Otherwise, we're looking great around town. If you see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. Meal planning is work, so let Fresh from Florida help. Learn what's in season and browse hundreds of recipes at freshfromflorida.com. Eat healthier with Fresh from Florida. There's sunshine in every bite. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. If you um, are needing video work done for your company, for your restaurant, for your boat that you're trying to sell, or your car, or your house, or to appeal to a VRBO, whatever it is, okay, you need video, whether it's in the air or on the ground or both, and you want somebody to do it for you, Pelican drones. Now, you might think, historically, what they did was, you know, aerial footage, so you could have, like, before and afters or construction project timelines along the way kind of stuff, and they do all of that, okay? They're very, very good at that, but they also are a comprehensive video production company, and so... When you need something for Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or for X, well, same thing, but or you know TikTok, hey, go to them and they can make you all the different ones that you need because they're not all the same and they understand that difference. So they'll help you work with the social media as well. Pelican Drones, your comprehensive video editing and production, and you own it when they're done, by the way. They don't own it. You own it when they're done. So you can do whatever with it you'd like. PelicanDrones.com. So the question of the day, our frivolous concept was... Um, when you're texting, emailing, uh, those are kind of the same thing. Sometimes social media, chatting, typically in social media, direct messaging is different than publishing. Um, do you find yourself abandoning traditional rules of grammar? Have you caved yet? If so, do you feel guilty about it? And what's the particular thing that you find yourself getting sloppy on? And I, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why I've abandoned capitalizing at the beginning of sentences when I'm typing in a chat. But I still do the periods at the end of the sentence. The punctuation's essential to me. The capitalization, eh, who really cares about all that? I can't explain. It's not rational. Somebody says, uh, 437-1620, it's so easy to misconstrue via text without voice inflection, so I personally prefer to use accurate grammar. Oh, God, that's true, too. That's the reason I write and rewrite when it comes to uh, emails or publishing, because you're always thinking the 83 different perspectives people are going to have Who's going to hear this the wrong way? Let's try to defend against that problem. Somebody says, when I text, I use all caps. And to be honest, I speak into my phone. But I recently, um, uh, please, if you do, but it came out and I would like cheese on a shoe. <laughs> oh, oh, the times that I have said inappropriate things via text that was not what I intended. I abbreviate anything that I can, somebody said. Say this is crossed over into my emails as well. <laughs> LMAO. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, somebody says, I'm judgmental enough of myself to be qualified to overrule the Supreme Court, but I'm patient with others, especially when speed of response is a factor. Uh, somebody says, uh, oh, the double space shows a pause. Does it? 
Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know. I just think it's like mandatory for anybody who was born before 1980. Um, I'm a fellow practitioner of proper usage of spelling, capitalization, punctuation, and grammar. And when texting my family members, they give me grief for using complete sentences. What can I say? I'm a retired ELA, English, English language arts uh, teacher. That's great. As a homeschool mom, I wonder if everyone is judging my abilities. <laughs> says more about you than them. So I make sure my grammar, spelling, and punctuation are absolutely perfect no matter what. Always wear your makeup online, right? Or on text. I uh, just want to put it out there that if you correct a text on an iPhone and send to an Android, it just sends a new message with the word edit in front in, in front of it the more you know. Like, yeah, no, that system of editing your text doesn't work for those of us who uh, preserve the record on our Androids. Um, Somebody says, I was in the direct mail business for a while, and you do start sentences with but and but because basically you're having a conversation with someone for them to send you money. So you have to talk in natural and short paragraphs. And uh, let's see. Obviously, the comma is on the first keyboard now. Yeah, no, agreed. So uh, I do feel icky. Oh, also, I will say this. This came up in response to a comment somebody posted on that. They made a comment, something that I did not understand. They were using emojis. And I have created a phrase. You ready for this? Use it as you as you like. I am emotionally illiterate. I don't speak them. I don't get it. I don't like them. And can I tell you, as somebody who's past 50, I can't even see what it is most of the time. i got to zoom in. What, what is that exactly thing that they're showing me? So you ageists <laughs> with your good eyes and your emojis. Yeah. I know I'm old. Anyway, 850 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home or just want to bounce ideas off of somebody who's going to really know a lot about what the market's doing here locally, you know, how does school uh, affect the market? How does a change of station for the military affect the market? What's going on in Gulf Breeze versus Pace versus Cantonment versus downtown versus, you know, Perdido? Well, Christina Leavenworth and her team at Leaven Rinky Realty, they know. They know. They're working on this all the time. They sold 175 homes last year, three a week. Three a week. They know what they're doing. They can help you sell or buy uh, or both, which is obviously pretty common. Uh, but mostly just, you know, she wants to help and she wants to meet you and talk with you. And kind of she's a nerd about real estate and she loves talking with people about it and helping them understand. And she's super sweet. I've known her as long as we've lived here. She's a good friend, good people. Christina Leavenworth, 723-9158. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Hey, Dan, how you doing? I haven't seen you around the gym for a while. Yeah, I've really fallen off. Since I turned 40, I just don't get the results I used to get. Could be lower testosterone. Lower T. Yeah, I went through it a while back. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone. I got Nugenics Total T, and it's made a huge difference for me. I've seen that on TV. Is it for real? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is something called Testafin, which helps boost free and total testosterone levels to help you trim up and stay lean. And it's made a difference for you? Man, I feel like I'm in my 20s again. At work, in the gym, and in the bedroom. Are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try it for themselves? Yeah, you just need to send them a text. Text all to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text ALL to 321321. That's all to 321321. Hi, this is Todd Thompson, President and CEO of the Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce. Tune in to the Pensacola Expert Panel for the Chamber Connection Show that will keep you informed on what's going on with your Chamber of Commerce. Tune in this Monday morning at 10 to find out about our upcoming events, all of our different programs, and what's happening with our local business community. It's the Chamber Connection Show every other Monday at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. 
Guy Benson, keeping you informed of the news every day at 2, right after Mark Van Camp and Robbins on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Good morning, 8:53 here on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. These are the struggles of Gen Xers. <laughs> they definitely are. Uh, I think the uh, people who are over 60 aren't changing, and the people under 40 don't understand why it's so hard for us to change. Uh, that's, I think, my summary of everything. Oh, this is kind of a, um, I don't know, it's a weird note, I guess. Uh, it's a military note. It's about the war in Ukraine and Russia. But um, I think the first ever. Abrams, main battle tank, MBT as they sometimes call it in gaming, um, has, I mean, I, I know the tank is, or I believe the tank has been destroyed, uh, but I think it's the first ever Abrams destroyed in combat and not by friendly fire, which that, that has happened apparently. Um, Russia claims that they have destroyed it. And from the video I saw, my, my son, who I've told you about before, he's really into like online gaming, war games, and things like that, and very much into tanks and all this. And it's kind of funny, my, my younger, my middle son is the same, sort of the same way, not quite as emphatic about it. But uh, they had him in the car the other day and, you know, yesterday, and they're like, uh, so did you see that tank guy? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, they both already knew. They had already been talking about this. But um, so, you know, Ukraine is using Abrams, uh, M1 Abrams, and uh, Russian forces claim to have successfully destroyed one based on the video I saw. That looks likely. Um, like I said, the first time that one has been destroyed in combat, I believe. I believe one has never been destroyed in combat. Uh, but certainly the first one in this particular war. Uh, meanwhile, of course, you know, Russia's trying to make a big deal out of this because they're cherry-picking their wins wherever they can. Meanwhile, uh, Russia's lost more than 3,000 tanks in the last two years, including a number of the uh, the T-90s, its main battle tank. And, uh, God, I saw the, the online stuff is pretty ferocious. What was the one that I saw a little bit ago was a uh, a picture of just a like a box for a model, you know, like you would see a Tomcat or a... Missouri or something like that and the uh, caption on the Ravel box it was all it was just water like it was a sea with nothing on the sea and the caption was Russian cruiser Moskva which was one of the ones that got sank recently I think so that's kind of the social media stuff about the war in Ukraine is um there's a lot there's a lot and the back and forth and the you know who's trying to make more out of it plus I think Putin is supposed to give a big speech is it today not expected to be all that surprising, but like his state of the state kind of addressed today. So I think a lot of the things that he would say today would be what we already heard from him in the Tucker Carlson interview. You know, everything's great. What's the problem? We were pushed into this war by the West and Ukraine and, you know, the economy's doing great. Don't, don't mind the fact that you can't buy bread. It's fine. No big deal. 856 here on News Radio 92.3. Jake's got traffic for us. Jake. All right. Not seeing any major accidents reported by FHP right now. Not seeing any major congestion on our roadways. We did have a report of some debris in the roadway. That's going to be on I-10 eastbound, just about mile marker 10, which is the Pensacola Boulevard exit. It'll be right as you're about to exit right there uh, eastbound. And then also uh, east, uh, what is this, nine mile? 
uh, yeah, or west, sorry, west nine mile road. We've got some debris in the roadway there right before you get onto I-10 eastbound. Other than that, around our roadways, we're looking great. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. If you're coming out of Milton this morning on Highway 90 through Pace, nothing's slowing you down. If you see anything out there slowing us down on our roadways, let me know. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. 437-1620. Um, I... I have not been watching Jeopardy anymore now that Alex Trebek is not on there. I just don't find it as engaging and doesn't matter to me who the host is. None of them are as good. And um, I just, I'm not that interested, I find. But the people who still watch it do like to complain about things that they see on the show that they do not enjoy. And apparently uh, yesterday's show had one that sent people over the edge. The category was speech, parts of speech. And... Um, the $600 clue, Ken Jennings was the host, was Zem Zeers and Zem Self, as in on this, you know, XEM, XYRS, XEM, SELF. You say, what ungrammatical, non-existent, not English voodoo is this? Well, the person buzzed in to ask the question, what are pronouns? Which he said, yes, pronouns or neo-pronouns for all the new pronouns that... All of a sudden, we're inventing to cover every identity that we might feel the need to express of ourselves at any given moment. Um, And so people are understandably responding to this because, you know, anybody can watch a Jeopardy. And not everybody who watches Jeopardy believes in that stuff. Somebody says, so in order to win Jeopardy, you need to be able to keep up with whatever bull the wokes are coming up with. (laughs) That, to me, wasn't the funniest thing that happened on Jeopardy this week. The funniest thing on Jeopardy this week was in the... um, in the category of uh, sports or Olympics or something like that, at the Winter Olympics, this American won gold with four-and-a-half-minute program that featured multiple triple jumps. The picture was of Scott Hamilton. Deb Bilodeau, contestant at $2,000, buzzed in. Who is Mary Lou Retton? (laughs) And if you've ever seen Scott Hamilton from back in the day, you're dying. (laughs) because <laughs> it's not wrong it's more of an insult to Mary Lou Retton than it is to him but bowl haircut aside somebody says um, yeah I spit out an entire mouthful of wine at that and I can understand alright a quick future news um, Supreme Court upholds the Florida law strikes down in part or strikes down in whole what do you think the social media law strikes down in part I think in part yeah the social media feed the algorithm is the part they're going to protect the Florida's manipulation dependable traffic on the fives weekdays on news radio 92.3 WNRP Gulf Breeze Milton Pensacola